The following program is being brought to you on the Seventh Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit SeventhWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed in the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews is brought to you by Spirituality and Health Magazine, the Soul Body Connection. Visit SpiritualityHealth.com today. Good afternoon, and welcome to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Over the next hour, you'll learn how to see your true self in the midst of life's twists and turns. You'll be challenged to think outside of the box when it comes to the mysteries of life. Now, here's your host, Andrea Matthews. You know, for centuries, perhaps even all of our history as a human race, we have considered the body to be a falsehood, an encumbrance, and even an evil. It was false because it wasn't permanent and could not be counted on. It was an encumbrance because it kept us out of touch with our soul, and it was evil because it was the flesh that made us sin. Now, however, we have some kind of argument going on between those who believe that the body needs to be corrected for its image or corrected for its aging process, and those who believe instead that the body is very wise, in fact, filled up with usable knowledge and wisdom. And today, we're going to be talking to an expert on what the body knows. She is Caroline Sutherland, a medical intuitive with a vast clinical background as an allergy testing technician in environmental medicine, where she developed her intuitive gift. She was raised in a medical family. Her mother was a dietitian, and both her father and grandfather were medical doctors. As a child, the blueprint of her family lineage created important seeds for her future career as a medical intuitive. For the past 23 years, she has lectured internationally on the subject, and her intuitive impressions have positively affected the lives of more than 100,000 people. Caroline is the founder of Sutherland Communications Incorporated, which offers medical intuitive training programs, weight loss programs, and consultation services for adults and children. She's a frequent guest on radio and television and the author of several books in a series called The Body Knows. The latest of these and the topic of our discussion today is The Body Knows How to Stay Young. So, Caroline, we're so glad to have you here today. Thank you for coming. Oh, thank you for inviting me to be a guest on your show, Andrea. It's wonderful. Thank you. All right. So what was it that made you invest your time and energy in writing the Body Knows series? Well, let's face it. I think a lot of us come to our higher purpose work with absolutely no idea that, you know, we we don't have any thoughts about it. It just sort of miraculously unfolds. (laughs) My background isn't really in this field at all, although I've been immersed in it for the last 27 years, and I think that's a pretty strong background. But before that... I was um, a freelance writer, uh, writing fashion and interior design, and I got sick. I had the early warning signs of uh, multiple sclerosis, just the early warning signs of that disease, when I was 39 years of age. And then that led me to speak to my own family physician about some of my symptoms that I was concerned with. And then, in turn, I was referred to a specialist in environmental medicine. And that's the branch of medicine that deals with the human body in relationship to the environment, everything that we're breathing, everything that we're contacting with and eating, all of those various elements and the effects that they have on the body. And I didn't really believe that there was, you know, anything that field could do for me, but I was radically incorrect 
in four weeks, I became symptom-free from following a specific diet and taking, uh, you know, a couple of supplements and different medications and things to turn things around, and I was symptom-free in four weeks. And that's the exciting part about environmental medicine. And I became converted literally in four weeks, and I thought, wow, how can one person with all this myriad of symptoms be symptom-free in such a short space of time? And I knew that I'd witnessed something that was very important. I just had an instinct that it was important. And I knew that everyone would have, you know, the very same factors, not necessarily in the same way, but the environment does affect everybody. And so I stopped writing fashion and interior design, and I started writing about what I had witnessed. And then, uh, miraculously, I got asked to learn to be um, a physician's assistant and do allergy testing in a clinical setting in environmental medicine. And during the course of all of that, I became very intuitive around the body, and I knew that the body had a wisdom. And if we could uncover, uh, you know, uncover the secrets, unveil the mysteries of, of the body on an individual basis and give it the support that it needed, it would be able to turn people around, whether their symptoms were small or whether they were even you know, more complex that this was something that could be done on an individual basis, and that's what I've made a a life uh, work, you know, just involved in this whole field for such a long time. Wow, what a wonderful story. So, okay, so the body's wisdom, is it just uh, when we have a disease that the body is wise? Is it only telling us something then? How is the body wise? Well, first of all, the body, I think the interesting thing is that it has a phenomenal capacity to repair. All it wants to do is repair. All it wants to do is to achieve what's called homeostasis, which is a state of balance at all times. And it's trying to do that, and, but we are circumventing <laughs> the body's ability to do that at all times because we're always you know, consuming things or doing things or thinking uh, in ways that are not supportive to the body. And as you came in, to begin with, you know, people think of the body as an encumbrance. They, as you said, you know, people don't think they can count on the body, that it's going to fail them, and indeed it will fail them if they don't pay attention, especially at a young age, uh, to, you know, the fact that the body breaks down and the body will naturally age and what can be done to support it so that we don't have the last 30 years of our life in pain and misery. And so... You know, it's it's always communicating with us, and I think an ideal thing for listeners is to just to tune in every day and say, "How am I feeling? I'm feeling wonderful. What's my pain level? I have no pain. How is my mental state? Oh, I feel really optimistic." And and this is not something you push. This is not something that you're just you know fabricating or overlaying. This is something that you naturally feel. You say, "Hmm, I feel sharp and clear, and I feel optimistic." and I feel healthy, and I have energy. And so you check in. You can check in several times a day, but certainly at least once. And then if the body says, if you, if you check in, you say, hmm, not thinking too clearly today, feeling kind of sluggish, a little bit tired. I wonder, did I eat something? Did I stay up late? What, what would be the cause of that? And my first book, the one that when Louise Hay discovered me, my first book about medical intuition, the body knows how to tune in to your body and improve your health. That was the one that Louise Hay, in fact, she's encouraged me to write all my books, but especially that was the first one. That book leads people to understand if they are in pain, if they are having headaches, if they are having a lack of energy, what does it mean? What does it mean? And where can they go for help? And I don't mean go to a practitioner, but what various elements can they review and, and change to make a difference in, in some of their symptoms? 
Okay. So really the, the body's wise all the time. Well, absolutely. Okay. <laughs> all right. So what but it sure it, shows us when we're, you know, it, it'll, it'll give us a real pain signal, and that's the one, you know, that, that, that really attracts people's attention. When they're in pain and when there's a symptom, oh, boy, then let's pay attention. Right, right. So that just grabs us when we haven't listened for a while before that, maybe. Yes. All right. So, okay, so now let's talk about the, this latest book. What made it motivated you to write The Body Knows How to Stay Young? Well, right now I'm 66 years of age, and I started thinking very strongly about healthy aging when I turned 60. And I knew that um, this was going to end up being a very important topic because, let's face it, every eight seconds somebody in the United States is turning 50. That's every eight seconds. You just count slowly to eight, and somebody has turned 50. And so we've got a very, very big population of people, 50 and above. So we have to look at the health care system and see um, if that will be able to support the aging numbers of people. And it's going to be, you know, interesting to see how all of that plays out. And it's really the other part of it is the fact that the medical profession will keep us alive for the next 30 years. Easily. If we're 60 now, we're going to be kept alive at least until our mid-80s or 90s through medical intervention or drugs. And we know people. We just look around, look at our family members, our neighbors, look at people on the street. We know many, many people are being kept alive, other underscore being kept alive and not necessarily vibrantly healthy through medical intervention. And so we have to make the decision. Do we want that for ourselves or can are there things that we can implement ourselves to keep us healthy, vibrant, and pain-free that don't require medical intervention, and I believe that there are tools that we can use. Okay, and that brings us to your four keys to vibrant aging. I want to just talk about those just a little bit. I know we don't have a whole lot of time before the break, but I want to sort of get an idea. What do you you mean by those four keys to vibrant aging? Well, there's, you know, there's just more than a few minutes to talk about each one, but I can certainly start. The The first place we start is to stop the body breakdown. Now, the body will naturally age and it will naturally break down, but you can slow it way down by looking at what is breaking down that body on an individual basis. And usually I do that in the process of a meditation. I just, people, I just have people track, do a full body scan, go right through the whole body and see the organs that are depleted or needing support. And then asking the question, what is the person doing individually that is contributing to that breakdown? Diet is a big factor. A lot of people, and I'm sure you know that from, you know, the people that you talk to, a lot of people are very addicted to certain substances. For example, sugar is a big one. Coffee is a big one. Chocolate is a big one. Sometimes people, not really people that are very aware and conscious, they've given up alcohol and tobacco years ago, but, you know, people that drink a little bit too much, but, but sugar is a big one for body breakdown and cell breakdown because it leads to what's called proliferation. And we know that cancer is an age-related disease and cancer cells thrive on sugar. So almost the biggest motivation for giving up or at least minimizing sugar in any form, and that'll be honey, agave, nectar, you know, fruit juice, anything that is sugar, even anything from a sack of sugar, a big motivation for keeping that minimal would be to stay out of the cancer zone. 
So stopping the body breakdown from a dietary standpoint would be the high consumption of starch and sugar, leaving aside things that we know that body does not want. Caffeine, of course, affects the nervous system, and it affects the lymphatic system, and it affects the lymph, and it can contribute to lumps and cysts and uh, block lymphatic system. So there's many factors that I lead people to understand from my books which give them the motivation for setting some of these things aside, not, having them, not, not ever having them, but just regular consumption to be minimized. And then, of course, we know stress. And stress isn't just stress that we notice in our own lives. It's a pervasive underlying world stress. It's a change in the world that has taken place now for over a decade. And so it's, it's not that easy for us to just manage stress on a simple day-by-day basis because it's pervasive. It comes from an energy that we can actually feel where the world is a different place now. It's not so much that it's not a safe place, but it's a changing world, and that affects us at a deep cellular level. And then, of course, thoughts. Look at the people that are saying, well, woe is me, and this isn't fun, and, you know, all this sort of doom and gloom about the economy and all of these things those weigh down the body as well. So the breakdown to arrest it and control it, and then the other big factor is yeast. Candida albicans yeast also contributes in a big way to body breakdown, decline, and decay. And so we want to arrest that process and engage the energy and bring the body right back up into balance. Okay. Well, that's a lot. We're going to have to peel that down just a little bit more as we come to the next section. We'll be back in just a moment with more from Caroline Sutherland about what your body knows about aging, vibrant living. Awakened Media for a Transforming World. Seventh Wave Network. Think of the world. 50 years ago. Now think of this same world and how it'll be 50 years from now. Did you know that if the world's population continues to grow at its current rate, our children and grandchildren will only have 25% of the resources per capita that our parents and grandparents had? We must preserve the foundation of a quality standard of living. That foundation starts with Go Green Radio. Join your host, Jill Buck, for Go Green Radio every Friday at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Voice America. Tired of the government squandering your tax dollars on bailouts and overpaid bureaucrats? On Free Markets with Dr. Mike Beitler, Mike Beitler and his guests explain why big government regulations are the problem and innovative businesses and free markets are the solution. Listen to Free Markets with Dr. Mike Beitler, Thursday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Network. When I found out my jeans were made using child labor in sweatshops, I wrote a letter to the company saying, reconsider your labor practices. A few months later, I get a letter back saying, thanks for being a loyal customer, and they included a coupon for a 25% discount on their jeans. So I got smart, wrote letters every day to all the stores that carry the brand, asking them to stop supporting the companies who use child labor in sweatshops. And I just kept getting letters back thanking me for my concerns and more coupons for more discounts on more jeans. So I'm telling my friend about it, and she flips out, saying that between all the letters and coupons, some paper company cut down a small forest, driving off two indigenous tribes, hundreds of endangered animals, 
killing thousands of plant species, some of which may have contained vaccines for HIV, cancer, and syphilis. Meanwhile, the guys cutting down the trees are 13-year-old kids who will work night and day for months just to save up enough money to buy a pair of jeans made by child labor in sweatshops. Saving the world isn't easy, but saving a life is. Just one pint of blood can save up to three lives. Visit bloodsaves.com to learn more. This public service announcement was brought to you by the Ad Council. Listening on a higher dimension. Seventh Wave Network. listening to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. We want to hear from you. If you have a question or comment about today's show, call in now, toll free, 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You can also send your questions or comments by email to Andrea at andreamatthewslpc.com. Now, back to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. And we're back with Caroline Sutherland talking today about what your body knows about how to age with a lot of vitality. Um, I want to say also that this show is sponsored by Spirituality and Health Magazine, the Soul Body Connection, one of America's most prestigious spiritual magazines, which publishes six times a year and offers an amazing array of information for the seeker, both in print and online. Check them out at www.spiritualityhealth.com. You will be glad you did. And uh, so we were talking previous to this at the, uh, before the break about all the different things that we might want to stop and give up with regard to um, um, vibrant aging, giving up sugar, giving up starches and caffeine and arresting the yeast as it uh, potentially grows in the body. Um, let's talk a little bit about hormones. How do you balance hormones? Well, first of all, just to say a couple of things, I think the body naturally the body naturally will age and decline. We know that. But again, if you go back to the medical profession keeping us alive and on the planet, you know, it's up to us to make that choice. Do we want to make some natural, um, you know, changes to, to, you know, sort of self changes? Can we make those self changes? Or are we going to rely on the medical profession to keep us on the planet? And I think that's a very clear choice. You know, who wants to do that? Who wants to go around with a walker and a wheelchair if there is and beyond medication if there is something else we can do. So naturally, as hormone levels decline, we age. It's that simple. And as we age, hormone levels decline. So the two things are linked in uh, one to another. And so fortunately now, in, and, but actually natural hormone balancing has been uh, in existence for the past 30 years, but there's been very little play on it until it came into the spotlight about five or six years ago. And now there is a great deal of information and readiness and availability of something called bioidentical hormone balancing. And this is, these are plant-based hormones. They're naturally occurring plant-based oils from either the soy plant or the wild yam plant. And it's not soy itself, it's the oil that's extracted, and then also the wild yam uh, oil from that plant as well. And so these are plant-based oils that are compounded and specifically made into um, compounds or, or prescriptions that are bioidentical, means the same as human hormones, it's the very same molecule, and used in a way that's specific to the male and the female depending on either their blood work or their saliva. 
Now, what will happen with women, for example, and I always say that hormones are the spiritual strings to the body. They're the zest, the juice, the joy, the zip, the libido, the energy, the optimism is very much related to hormones. And so as those hormones decline, and if we're able to find in our local community a practitioner, usually that will be a medical doctor who does bioidentical hormone balancing, and we have specific testing done and complementing with hormones in not in a not in a radical manner, but then in a conservative manner, the the effect on the body is really quite marked, and people notice a big change in energy, in optimism. They can come out of depression, and they can just really feel as if they're more alive again. So personally, from my standpoint. I don't think there's anything wrong with using hormones conservatively and in, in, a, in a way that's monitored by the physician or practitioner to enhance uh, just the body's own capacity to be able to repair because the downside is depression, anxiety, blowing emotional issues out of proportion, having no energy, having no sex drive, just many things just quietly declining. And that doesn't need to be the case. And so I like to encourage people at least to take a look at it. And in my latest book, The Body Knows How to Stay Young, there's a whole section on hormone balancing. But it's, it's an exciting area, and it has given men, men and women who are in their 50s and beyond just a big leg up in this whole uh, aging scenario. Okay. All right. That's good information. So, okay. So once the ba- the hormones are balanced, then another key is to fulfill your destiny and live the life of passion. And some people would say, well, you know, you're 60 years old. Why would you be worried about that now? Well, I think many people actually get into their stride with their destiny and per- passion in their 60s. Not everyone is turned on to exactly what is uh, the right you know, the right area for them, the, the right vocation, you know, where they feel as if they, they belong, their, their spiritual link to what, what excites them and what they want to do with their life. A lot of people don't hit that stride until their 60s. Mm-hmm. And so if the body is strong nutritionally, supplementally, and hormonally, people have the energy, they have the zest and the stamina to be able to carry on and complete whatever it is they want to do and have the life that they want. Because imagine if you have an idea to write a book or do something or uh, have some quest or rather, and yet the person has no energy, they feel really, you know, depressed and they're, you know, just feeling moody and low. How can they actually do that? And then, of course, we know that when we do pass from this portal to the next, we see our whole life. We have what's called a life review and we will see everything and we will see literally um, the contribution that we made to this planet and the, the amount of service and, and the amount, you know, the love that was in our heart. We see all of that. And uh, so, you know, really, I, I think fully engaging that body around a purpose and being passionate about it is just something that's, that's a given. And that's what I really try and encourage people to do. Right. So why do you think that in our society there seems to be such a... Um almost a resistance to the aging process. What is going on there? Well, I think we're very different than other cultures. I mean, other cultures have a lot of reverence for people as they, as they progress in age, 
and they will put at the head of the family, the family patriarch, the family matriarch, and there's a whole kind of family dynamic. Here in, in the West, I mean, in the United States in particular, there's a lot of focus on, on, on beauty, beauty from the outside, the exterior, and I was very involved in that in the world of fashion and interior design, and I know that world, the plastic outer world, the world of, of effects and, uh, you know, how it looks and color and makeup and all of that sort of thing. And it's a very, you know, it's, it's a very plastic uh, world that has, it doesn't really have any substance to it. It's really the world that we want to be working on is the inner world and the beauty of the person coming from within. But when we are healthy, we have that beauty, we have that glow where we, we can light up a room, and that's not something that's fabricated or manufactured. That is an, an, a natural process that occurs when we look after the body. And then, of course, that changes our ability to be able to manifest and to magnetize. So the field or the electromagnetic field, or some people call it the aura, is the body's innate ability to be able to attract. And when we're healthy and we're vital, and we feel wonderful, that ability, that law of attraction is fully engaged. When a person's declining, when they're not healthy, when they're feeling depressed and they're feeling removed from life, then that law of attraction just brings in more of the same. So there is a natural process that's linked in to keeping the body healthy that means that we will bring to us all of the experiences and all of the people and everything that will enhance our life and also put us um, on track with our own passion and purpose. Absolutely. So it seems that there is a sort of a reciprocal effect that the emotions, that the body affects the emotional well-being and the emotional well-being affects the body. Yes, and what's really wonderful and what's so exciting about this work is when we fully engage the body and when we change the body uh, physically, biochemically, nutritionally, and hormonally, we line up emotionally. Emotions have less importance. In other words, we're not overweighted emotionally, and we don't feel the same level of drama and that things are overweighted and overblown and and we don't have as much drama in our life and everything kind of takes on a little different hue, a more stable emotional hue. And then what I just love about it is that we line up spiritually and connect to our inner guidance. Absolutely. Okay. So it's very, very exciting. There's a big payoff in doing this physical body piece, which is what I call the highest level of personal self-mastery. It's a very high level of personal self-mastery that a lot of people are not prepared to do, at least until they really reach a level of pain. That's when they'll do it. But not everyone wants to take that step. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's interesting that the body is included in that highest level to me because, again, as we said in the beginning, the body used to be disparaged entirely as just something we needed to just, you know, beat up and uh, get in, force into alignment, treat it like an old mule. As a matter well, of like they say, you spend however many, the first, I think it's the first 50 years of your life trying to, you know, amass a, a certain amount of money to have a wonderful life and then starting at the age 50 and beyond, the, light, the body starts to break down and all the all the uh, income that we that we stored away for our later year, years gets spent, uh, you know, turning around some of these health issues. So, yes. 
it's it's very interesting how it all works. Yep, it is. I think the best thing is to really start young. I was lucky. I was forced into starting young at age 39 mm-hmm. with, um, you know, systemic yeast and, and, and really watching my diet and turning all of that around. And I felt wonderful. I lost weight. I had energy. And I, I didn't really have that much energy and was in a certain amount of pain before then. And I was young. Imagine 39. And so I started young. And I think that was a real benefit. Absolutely. I'm sure it was in many ways. All right, well, we're going to be back in just a few more minutes with um, Caroline Mice. I'm I'm sorry, Caroline Sutherland, and we are going to uh, continue to talk about how your body, what your body knows, how your body is wise. So stay tuned. Awakened Media for a Transforming World. Seventh Wave Network. Dad, can I ask you something? Sure. There's this girl I kind of like. Say no more. You just have to impress her. Okay, but how? Just, I don't know, pick up a lot of heavy things around her. Like what? You know, desks, chairs, people. Grunt if you have to. Grunt? Yeah, be like, oh! Uh, There you go. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. When you adopt a child from foster care, just being there makes all the difference. To learn more, call 1-888-200-4005. A public service announcement brought to you by Adopt US Kids, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, and the Ad Council. Frankly Speaking About Cancer is a program designed to empower survivors and their caregivers to deal with the social and emotional challenges of cancer. Drawing on resources from wellness communities throughout America and abroad, the show will invite physicians, researchers, nurses, social workers, patients, and caregivers to share their advice on how to live a better life with cancer. Join host Kim Tibaldo, President and CEO of the Wellness Community, Tuesday afternoons at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. We hear it and read about it every day in the news. Stock prices plunging, home prices receding, and unemployment rising to levels not seen since the Great Depression. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time noon pacific time on the voice america business channel awakened media for a transforming world seventh wave network Listening to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. We want to hear from you. If you have a question or comment about today's show, call in now, toll free, 1 866 472 5795. That's 1 866 472 5795. You can also send your questions or comments by email to Andrea at andreamatthewslpc.com. Now, back to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. And we're back talking today to Caroline Sutherland. And I wanted to ask, you know, it's, I think this is really, really important, something I talk a lot about um, as I'm doing the show. There's a place in your book where you talk about tuning in and identifying the individual factors that age us. <coughs> that tuning in process is one that's holistic across the board. And I want to, if you will, explain what you mean by that. What is that process of tuning in? 
Well, you know, it's pretty, I mean, from my standpoint, and I teach this all the time because I teach trainings in medical intuition and I do one-day workshops, three-hour workshops, it's not that difficult to get a person to access what would be called the inner wisdom, the inner guidance, that still small voice within that has the answers. And even just sitting quietly on, you know, in a chair or on your couch or on a bench in a park, and just taking three deep breaths and just taking, you know, the, 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 the thought process down, taking ourselves out of our rational mind and dropping down into that instinctive place. And how I lead people on that particular meditation is just to put the hand on the heart and then just take the three deep breaths, you know, in and out slowly, three deep breaths. And then with the hand on the heart, because the heart knows you can't, you cannot, uh, you know, nullify or you cannot, uh, avoid or discount what the heart knows. The head will always try and rationalize. You know, the heart, for example, you could ask a question, how happy am I in my job, for example? That would be a good question. Well, you know, the heart will tell you on a scale of 1 to 10, it's probably a 5. You know, the heart knows. Are you happy? It's a yes or a no. The head will say, well, you know, I've only got five more years to stay in with this company, and it's got a good pension plan, and you know, I've got my friend Sally who's at the desk next to me or, you know, a number of factors. The head will always try and rationalize, but the heart knows. So I find putting the hand on the heart, dropping down to the three deep breaths and just dropping down to a quiet space, and then how I do it with the, the aging process is just asking, how fast am I aging? So is it aging quickly? Am I aging just in a normal kind of a medium way? Or am I aging slowly? And then come up with, with whatever the answer is. So let's say it's accelerated aging. And then with the hand on the heart again, you ask, what are the factors that are aging me as quickly as I currently am? So is it my lifestyle, yes or no? Is it my food, yes or no? Is it something that I'm dragging from the past, some kind of emotional issue? Is it where I live? You know, a lot of times people will live by um, a lot of traffic noise, a busy street, high tension wires, uh, in a place that's very old or moldy or damp, a place that's dark with no sunlight. There's many factors in a living environment that can age a person and break the body down as well. So these questions are very easy to ask, and I put that in my book because I want people to be able to access that inner wisdom of the body, and it's easy to access with this simple method. Okay, so what you're saying there is that our body can answer our questions. Yes. Absolutely, and I so agree with that, and I think our minds and spirits can do the same. So, okay, what is the notion of destiny? You know, so why does it factor so much into this whole idea of this aging process? Well, the simple thing is, it's not that simple, I guess, is, is we have one life to live, and I believe that everybody does have um, a unique purpose, unique skills, unique talents. And part of life, the process of life, is to extract those innate skills and talents that reside within each person. I mean, you look at, at the Latin for educate, educar, is to extract that which lies within. And everyone has an innate gift, an innate talent, and that is, is demonstrable uh, even with little children, they will show that they're uniquely um, gifted in 
in, in their athletic ability or their ability to be able to sing. I mean, they're free and they can do all sorts of things, and they're highly creative. And then as we progress in age, well, of course, you know, this isn't going to earn us any money being highly creative in these regards. So, of course, it gets stamped out of us as we, as we go along in life. But that's the whole idea of to educate is to extract that which lies within. And so we have these gifts, we have these skills, and it's interesting. For example, as a child, I loved to play with dolls. I used to just spend hours in my bedroom playing with dolls, lining them up, dressing them, undressing them playing school, playing house, you know, all these things that we did with dolls. And I ended up, one of my projects is a special project for children called angelsforkids.com. That's angels and then the number four and then kids.com. And it's a little cuddly angel doll with CDs that have a story and music on them that help children get to sleep. And so I find it very interesting that something that I loved as a child is very much part of my higher purpose now. And I think that, that it happens quite frequently. I think. Yes. And I think the universe is constantly trying to turn us around to where we're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. In other words, we get off track and we think, oh, well, let's pursue this or let's pursue that. And somehow, by, you know, bit by bit, the universe pulls us back into a direction and turns us around to where we're supposed to be in our life. Mm-hmm. Yep. And sometimes so where we're supposed to be is something we already knew when we were a child. Yes. Yep. That's right. Well, you know what's interesting? In my life, I wanted to be a nurse when I was growing up. My father was a doctor, as you mentioned. My mom was a dietitian. And I would run around with nurses' caps. This was in the days when nurses wore caps. Right. And take people's, my, my family members' temperatures and wrap bandages around, you know, stuffed animals and my brother if he'd sit still long enough. And I really wanted to be a nurse, and then I saw my first sight of blood, a large amount of blood that shocked me absolutely to a core. And I turned right away from that whole idea of medicine or anything to do with the medical profession and followed an arts career, which I think actually has, has really stood me in very good stead because, well, there's just a lot that you, that you learn in, in, in that pursuit, you know, creatively that has, has turned out to be very useful. Mm-hmm. But here I am back here in, again in the world of medicine in, in my own unique way. So I find it quite interesting. Yeah, you've blended art and medicine in some kind of way too, creatively. Yes. All right. So, okay, let's talk about marriage. Uh, that's one of the things that um, the baby boomers are really focused on, marriage, remarriage, making relationship important, intimacy, all of that. What, why is the marriage of optimum health and higher purpose so important? Well, because we need the energy and the stamina to fulfill whatever it is we're going to do. I mean, I see people that are really struggling. One of the biggest issues that I see in people is fatigue. People are just plain beat tired. They got out of bed and they're tired. They've been up for an hour and they're beat. They've got to get back to bed again. I mean, if they could. So fatigue is really huge, and fatigue is really solvable. It's not something that's a mystery. Oh, I'm fatigued now. What am I going to do? Let's get some coffee going and bring the energy up. There are things that can be done for fatigue, and if we have energy in our body, we will be able to do all the things that we want to do. And I think that it's, it's, it is a perfect marriage when we when we can change the body and change it nutritionally and give it what it needs and get it to balance into a state of homeostasis, then the two are linked together. We've got the energy. It's like, let's get our roller skates on. What, what do we do next? What's, what, what can we, what's the next part of the adventure? Right, right. So what we're marrying there is optimum health and higher purpose. It's, it's, it's a coupled 
adventure. It's, 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 a, it's a partnered work. You can't do it without the physical body, or you're just not going to feel like it. Right. And then at the end of it, when we pass from this plane to the next, we'll know, we will see, hmm, now that looks like a little bit of a wasted life. And that is, is really what motivates me a lot, because I did have, and as you can see in my book, A Near-Death Experience, where I, I was shown, you know, the next plane of existence. And it was very revealing. I really did feel this sort of, uh, just a deep longing. I was in a car accident to get back to complete my purpose because I, I didn't feel complete. This is a number of years ago, 1995 this was, and I was hit from behind on a, a two-way road, you know, a country road in Washington State. And I had a very unique and, and just absolutely catalytic moment of seeing what the other side was like. And I simply was not ready, and that's, I, I would rather that people didn't have that experience. I want them to, to have done all the things that they want to have completed and have a wonderful, rich, and happy, and, and you know, very fulfilling life before they actually have that experience. Right, and that is a part of the destiny equation there, too, isn't it? Yeah, I, you know, um, I think this whole idea of putting things together is one of the things that that is um, crucial to our understanding of the body is is that we we have split off the body from the mind and the and the mind from the soul and the you know we split off these things and what you're talking about is an integration you're talking about an integration we think about marriage in terms of intimacy and what we want is an intimate connection between optimum health and higher purpose yes oh yes okay so that brings us to our to our authentic self there it is <laughs> That's right. Okay. And that's a wonderful unfolding process, and there's a lot that comes into experiencing the authentic self, and that's not necessarily an overnight process. Oh, it's not. Yeah, it's not. It's a lifelong process, I think. we. Yes, but yeah. you know, it's interesting. I see people that are so out of balance nutritionally, they don't know who they are. Uh-huh. And I know um, just, just lately a woman said, I, I just dissolve into a puddle in the middle of the of the living room floor, just sort of helpless. And so it was very interesting. We had a look to see what her what her foods were, what her uh, nutritional kind of profile was, what she needed supplementally, and worked with her for a few months. And you know, this is a whole different person that can come out the other side. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's right, absolutely. And that, and one of my beliefs, it sounds like you have this too, is that. These things happen to us to help us come to that other side. Yes. Yep. Yes, absolutely. And I also believe that everybody comes to us in the right, with the right timing. You know, whatever we need will come miraculously to us at the right time. It's not, uh, it's, it's, you know, we're not powerless, we're not helpless, we're never alone. And when we need the next step or the next piece of information, it will appear on cue. Mm-hmm. I've, I've found that in my life to be true. Yep, and I, uh, so have I, and I've seen it so many times in clients' lives as well, that we can just really, truly, absolutely trust that process, that the body's going to reveal to us, the mind's going to reveal to us, our spirit's going to reveal to us exactly what we need to know when we need to know it. Yes, yes. Yep, all right. So and that, I think that's very comforting. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely <laughs> it is. Especially when we're stop. in the dark night of the soul. Uh-huh, especially then, right. So, so we're going to stop right there for just a few minutes. We'll be back with uh, our final segment with Caroline Sutherland. Awakened Media for a Transforming World. Seventh Wave Network. 
America is facing a skilled workforce shortage. SkillsUSA can help. What is SkillsUSA? SkillsUSA is life-changing. SkillsUSA is awesome. SkillsUSA is one of the biggest opportunities life can give you. SkillsUSA is amazing. SkillsUSA is motivating. SkillsUSA specifically prepares you for the workforce. SkillsUSA empowers students to connect with a network of people, starting with their classmates, to their advisors, to other people in their states. SkillsUSA allows students to connect with business and industry, to manage their education, and to really get a feel of the real world. I'm doing something now that's going to be applicable in the real world, and those skills are going to be useful today in school and in five years when I'm working and for the rest of my life. On the web at skillsusa.org. The Mayan calendar tells us that we will be entering into a 260-day opportunity for us to engage in conscious co-creation with great spirit. How will we prepare ourselves for this exciting and unprecedented time in Earth's history? Peter Tong has dedicated over 20 years of his life's work to exploring that which is beyond understanding. Peter will help increase your awareness and education on this enlightening transformation in consciousness. Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation airs live Wednesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on 7th Wave Network. You live for the first in your child's life. But how do you cope with the first that come after your child is diagnosed with cancer? CureSearch.org connects you to the doctors and scientists whose collaborative research has turned childhood cancer from a nearly incurable disease to one with an overall cure rate of 78%. CureSearch.org. You're not as alone as you feel. Brought to you by CureSearch and the Ad Council. to the threshold of a dream and beyond. Seventh Wave Network. You're listening to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. We want to hear from you. If you have a question or comment about today's show, call in now, toll free, 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You can also send your questions or comments by email to Andrea at andreamatthewslpc.com. Now, back to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. And we're back with the final segment with Caroline Sutherland, and we're talking about um, this whole idea of what your body knows about how to stay young, So, and, which is the title of her latest book, and um, I want to give uh, you, as a listening audience, an opportunity to know more about Caroline, how you can link with her, how you can find out what she's up to. So, Caroline, just fill us in on that. Oh, Andrea, thanks. That's so great. Um, well, my, my website is carolinesutherland.com, C-A-R-O-L-I-N-E, Sutherland, S-U-T-H-E-R-L-A-N-D.com. And I also have free teleconferences every Monday night that I do where I do spot readings and help people with health-related questions. And I usually come in with a bit of a Dharma talk on a number of, you know, a chosen subject each week. And those are also downloadable. So I really like that. That's kind of my seva. That's my service work that I like to do for people, and that's every Monday. 
And people can come onto my website and look at different events that I have a training once a year in Bellingham, Washington, and then I do other trainings and workshops throughout the country, and I do the Hay House I Can Do It lecture circuit. So it's, it's a lot of fun. It's a wonderful life. And then also, as I mentioned earlier, the um, website for the children, it's angels and then the number four and then kids.com for the angel dolls. So it's, it's really a very rich and very special um, you know, work and a special life with, with many terrific people such as yourself that I meet. And I love to help people because I think that, that the body does have a capacity to repair that really is phenomenal. And if we can engage that capacity, then that body can get better. And that's my, my hope and desire for people. Wow, that's really cool. And it sounds like you're really having a lot of fun, too. Oh, it's great. Yeah, <laughs> it's great. All Always right, well, different every day. Uh, and that variety is really great in it. Yeah. Um, I want to spend just a few minutes talking about, you, you've talked in the book about addictions, and one of the things Deepak Show proclaims is that every illness is the result of addiction. So we don't have a whole lot of time, but I want to just sort of give an overview of what you mean by this whole idea of understanding and releasing addictions. Well, addiction is something that a person has a, a great deal of difficulty letting go of. It's, an addiction is something that has power over us. And what it really means is what's in the way is the way. So in other words, the ability to be able to set down an addiction or something that a person is really, you know, just powerless over in many ways is really a very big step in personal mastery. And it can be done. I've seen it over and over again. But Deepak is right. And in fact, I didn't even know that that was Deepak's perspective until I had talked about it for many years. And he and I shared the same podium at a, a, um, a conference in Sun Valley, Idaho. And there he was up on the stage saying that the, the number one reason for ill health was addiction. And I would agree totally. So it's simple. You just put your hand on your heart and you ask, is there anything that I am addicted to? So be it work, be it a person, be it a place be it a type of a substance or a food? Is there anything that I am currently doing uh, in an addictive sense uh, that has, you know, power over me? And that's the question. And then you come up with something, and most people know they're addicted to coffee or chocolate or sugar or, you know, their boyfriend, Harold, or whatever the thing is. And then we have to have the ability to be able to set that aside. And, of course, there is always a huge gift. You know, when we... When we're willing to close a door, another door will open, and the universe will always give us a gift. And the gift, of course, when we set aside an addiction, is there will always be more energy in the body, and there will be a lot more flow and a lot more ability for the universe to be able to work through us. So that's the gift in setting aside something like that. Yeah. So when you're saying no to one thing, you're actually saying yes to something else. Well, you're saying yes to life because addiction takes us away from life, you know, life and passion and energy something that's an addiction, I mean, you think of drugs and alcohol, there goes a person's life. Their energy is gone. They're not themselves. They're not even, you know, they may have the same name, but they're not that actual person. It's a mask. Mm-hmm. And it, it, those things will take a person away from really their juice and their joy. Absolutely. As a matter of fact, in the AA, uh, some of the AA literature, they talk about how the, it's not. It's not really your daughter talking. It's the drugs. It's not really you know. So really, there is a truth to that. That's even more so when we come to mind-altering substances. So yes, yeah. Okay. I mean, most of us have worked through that, but a lot of people have not, and it it is a process, and it's a very very courageous process. But it it has been done by millions of people, 
And there's always support there. There's lots of support. Hay House is a terrific support for those kinds of things mm-hmm. with all the books and the authors and the CDs and Louise Hay's, you know, CDs and, and books herself. It's, those are the kinds of tools that people who have addictions and who are really taxed and laboring and are burdened down with emotional issues, they can reach out to those kinds of publishing houses for those sorts of, of tools. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, of course, we're also, I'm also going to recommend that if you have a problem with a substance abuse addiction that you get other help as well. But the idea is, is one of compulsion where you just feel compelled to do something that may, you may already know is harming you, but you keep yeah. doing it because you feel compelled to do it. Well, one seems powerless, but then you call in. You call in a higher power, that power that we know that's greater than ourselves, to act and to help, and it will come. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. We're not alone. I think that's something people need to really focus on. Yeah, and, and you mentioned that quite a bit in your book. Uh, so, so, you know, we might want to end on that note here. How is it we know we're not alone? What does that mean, we're not alone? Well, because whatever we need will come to us. Okay. That's how we know. So there's a conspiratorial evidence there from the universe, right? Yes, and we can feel many people many times can actually feel a non-physical presence with them, you know, the presence of God, the presence of the angels, whatever they call it. And we feel that in meditation, which is why I really recommend some form of very simple, practical daily meditation practice to get in touch with that uh, wonderful spiritual presence that's in our lives. Yeah, and I've found in my own experience that I can get in touch with my body through meditation. So many people talk about getting in touch with your soul or the higher energies or the etheric body. I I get in touch with my physical body through meditation. Yes. Oh, absolutely. And and you know what? And you know a wonderful exercise. It's called inner dialogue. And so what you do is you stay quiet and kind of focus in on an area of pain, let's say knee pain or hip pain, something like that, and then the body, ask the body to show you what it looks like in a picture. In other words, does it look like a knotted rope? Does it look like a fire? Does it look like a sword? And then as soon as we get the image, then ask the sword, what do you need? What do you need? And it will say, you know, I need massage, I need, you know, to rest, I need whatever the thing is. And we can start to actually talk or dialogue with the body. Right. And we'll have to deal with all our excuses why we didn't. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Caroline, it's been a delight to talk with you. Thank you so much for being on the show today. I've really enjoyed it. I'm sure our listeners have too. Oh, it's great. Thank you very much, Andrea. All right, and we've been talking about the body now for this is the second week, and next week we'll be talking to body image expert Sarah Maria about her book, Love Your Body, Love Your Life. So stay tuned for that as well. And remember, your job, should you choose to accept it, is to give birth to yourself. Thanks again for listening to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Join us again next Wednesday afternoon at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern Time, here on the 7th Wave Network. We'll talk again next week.